Welcome to the Second Summit Podcast with Alan Burgess and Dan Maycumber. How's it going, Al? Uh-huh. My knees, that's how it's going. I'm telling you, I hurt my knees running a few weeks ago. And then my big hour on the treadmill that I was so proud of and posted on the Facebook page. I'm telling you, man, I hurt my knees. They're getting better. I went to the doctor because they were really, really hurt. And he's like, basically like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Absolutely nothing we can do for it. Just go ahead and ice it. You'll be all right. And it's like, oh, okay, good. But I've been really icing them pretty hard. I had plenty of vacation time at work. So I took a few days off from work. And I have tomorrow, as of when we're recording it, off. And I'm going to really just put the ice to them, see if I can't get better. It's a good strategy to tell people not to overdo it. I don't know if anybody out there has had that experience. But, man, oh, man, I hurt my knees. Yeah, knees are scary, man. Especially knees, back, neck shoulders especially when you're getting older last summer when i was doing a lot of running right actually right before we went on our hike uh, my last run in south carolina before we went on our hike i was about a quarter mile from getting home on a run and it just started to uh, my right knee started to ache a little bit and it just got worse and worse and worse until i got home and it kind of, it was nagging me for a little while. I started squatting heavy again and ended up getting some knee wraps. And I did the ice and heat thing for a while and stayed, backed off and, and all that. But yeah, yeah, injuries, uh, injuries suck, man. Because the last thing that you want to do once you get some momentum going is take it easy. I know it. And I'm not used to getting injured. I'm used to feeling pretty good and like, as far as physically. And then going, like I was talking about last podcast, going hard and not smoking has felt so good. I feel like I can run like I've never been able to run before and do cardio like I've never been able to do cardio before. But I got to listen to my body. It's something you've talked to me about before, but you know me. I like to learn from my own mistakes. <laughs> Why well, listen to a guy who's done it, who has some experience <laughs> with it when I can go make my own mistakes. Well, it's easy to say that too. And it's easy for for somebody not in that position. You ever go car shopping with someone and they get all excited and they like want to buy the car right then and there and you got to kind of talk them off the cliff. Like, hey, that's not really that smart. Maybe you sleep on it. Maybe this, maybe that. And then a little while later, you go out car shopping. You're like, I want to buy this car today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's the same thing, you know, like it's, it's so easy when you're detached a little bit from the situation. It's not my knees that are aching and it's not me that just did an hour on the treadmill or the elliptical three days straight. And I want to keep the streak going. It's easy for me to say, well, maybe you should take it easy, but yeah, I don't want to take it easy. <laughs> exactly. I want to go for it. I'm feeling great. And I, but I'm not going to stop. I'm not, this is not going to deter me long term. I'm just decided it's time to heal. This is getting crazy. It's not going away easy. And they do feel a lot better. I'm really, I'm on the other side of it now. And I'm just trying to not get cocky, not do anything stupid, trying to move around a little more, but stay focused. I do have one funny little gym story I want to tell you real quick. Yeah. I don't know. 
if I've posted this on the Facebook page or made any comments about it. But when Katie's been at the gym with her trainer and my older daughter will come with us too, it's really fun. It's a family thing. But I've been having Blair, my baby, on the front pack, and I've been pounding the elliptical with her on the front pack. And they went to the gym, my wife and my daughters, and my daughter was telling me she comes around the corner, and the guy who works in the office, he's like talking to someone else, and he says, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff you see on these cameras. He said, I saw a guy up on the elliptical with a baby strapped to him. he said the baby was just sleeping and the guy was just going for it yeah that was me (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh baby blair she's uh she's starting young man that's right oh she's gonna know nice well that's good man getting getting the family into the habit of getting into the gym and and getting noticed in there that's funny yeah i have uh i've seen some of your posts on the on the facebook group and Seen some other posts on there. I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with what we're seeing on there. But we also we're trying to figure out how to make that that group get more into the podcast and and less about just posting the workouts. We love the workouts. We love seeing what you guys are doing out there. Lots of avid runners that are getting excited about uh, making progress, and that's awesome. But I'd really like to see more like overall kind of growth and stuff like that. And I think I'm going to try to try to start being a little bit more active on that Facebook page by throwing out some motivational videos and maybe asking some questions to the group. It's always fun to interact with the group. I love it when people talk about the podcast, ask questions about anything that they've heard, anything like that. We love to hear. Every time that we release an episode, I'm going to put out a, a little new episode available thing out. Go ahead and share that if you like it. You know, leave a review on whatever you're listening to your podcasts on. And yeah. hey, just interact and let's try to all support each other out there. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about uh, about you running and maybe maybe overdoing it a little bit. And I think we can all relate to that. And I think that kind of ties us into a topic that we're talking about today, and that's making a plan. I kind of want to start start it off with what makes, like, what is a good plan? So my definition of that is basically a set of guidelines that's just barely specific enough to meet the objective. And what do I mean by that? I mean, a good plan to me is just enough detail so you know exactly what you're doing, but no extra stuff and no rigidity. It has to be kind of a fluid thing that that can change over time if it has to. Amazes me with a plan how as I've gotten older, like working on my house and stuff like that, nothing helps a plan like experience. Because <laughs> I am finally have reached the age, the point, I should say, in my life where I plan on doing something and it actually somewhat goes the way I planned it. <laughs> but, yeah. but that didn't happen in the beginning of working on my house. And like when I first started getting into household repairs and stuff like that, I always constantly run into things I wasn't expecting. So that's okay. And what you do is when you make a plan is with something that you're not very experienced in, you kind of need to expect that it's probably – there's things you haven't allowed for. And when you get there, you're going to have to deal with them. 
what happens is if you keep doing that over time, you start making plans and things start somewhat going the way you planned them. And that's a pretty good feeling. But I think that there's something there to like, you know, almost every night Becca and I will sit down and we'll say, okay, well, what are we doing tomorrow? And I'll, I'll make a list of all the things I want to do. And when I do that and when we do it well, man, I get a lot of stuff done. I know you're insane. But that's different than saying, okay, this week I'm going to do this. And next week I'm going to do this thing. And then next month I'm going to do this other thing. Like, it's more like I take a look at my day tomorrow and say, okay, I want to do this. Well, you watch the girls while I do that. And then you can do this other thing, you know, and I'll watch the girls or, or whatever it is. Now I'm going to go food shopping at this time. So you have to watch the girls then, um, you know, and then when they're taking their nap, I'll do this and you can do that. And, and then, you know, I, I find that if I make a little list with the little boxes next to them, that I can mark off and I get a lot of stuff. To I know you're insane. <laughs> I mean, that in the nicest way possible. Cause it works. You're right. <laughs> it's unfathomable. You know, like when you're talking about elf on the shelf, you're like, no, dude, what you do is you sit down and you plan everything you're going to do for the whole month. Then you go out and you buy the supplies. It's like, that is impossible for me to argue. That is a great <laughs> idea. It doesn't take very long, but holy, your average Joe does not do that. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. No, seriously, though, sitting down with your wife, it, it is. I ought to do more of that. All right, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny. So I've got a story about that a little bit. In the Navy, we've got these things called evaluations and you get an evaluation every year. And in the middle of that evaluation cycle, you get this thing, it's called a midterm counseling. And the point of this whole midterm counseling is, hey, I'm going to give you like real live, honest feedback that doesn't really get documented anywhere except for just between you and me. Right. People might be hesitant to write like real hard truths on an evaluation because that stays in your record forever. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to really say like, hey, he missed the mark on this thing. But in but that midterm counseling is really the time where you get to give like that brutal. Hey, dude, you you really need to work on this. You're good at these couple things, but you need some work over here. So that's the whole point. So you walk in and this happened to me. So I walked into my boss's stateroom on the, on the submarine and he said, well, chief, what do you think? Like you, what do you think you're good at? What do you think you struggle with? And I said, well, I think, you know, I give him a list of some things I thought I was doing well. And I had a couple of things that I wasn't, that I thought I could work on a little bit. And one of them, the one that I ended with was, well, I think that I need to prioritize planning a little bit more. I don't think that I value planning as much as I should. I was kind of grew up in the Navy thinking that the ability to adapt and overcome when a plan doesn't go through was far more important than the ability to make a really solid plan. So I'd like to work on that. And that you would have thought I said that I wanted to like go kick his dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole tone of the conversation just changed right there. It, it was almost, it was like I offended him by saying that I didn't think planning was as important as adapting and overcoming. 
And he kind of like lectured me on that a little bit. Said, well, you're doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll be fine. All right. Thanks, sir. Walked out. But, you know, so I learned I learned a few things from there. It also reinforced that I don't think that you have to make a good plan to be successful. Yeah. And for what it's worth, it's not like that guy's a jerk. And I don't know. <laughs> that guy's gonna listen to this or not, but that's part of the problem too, right? You have to deal with people when you gotta make a plan and you gotta deal with a guy who's a jerk. It makes it really hard to make a friggin' plan. Oh, there's nothing more frustrating in this world than okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I got it figured out. Then you got this guy being like, "Whoa, what?" And they don't understand what you're trying to say, and they make up their own. I think about that all the time. It's like. Am I doing a bad job of communicating what I'm trying to say, or are you just refusing to hear me? It can be either one, you know. So it makes it really hard to decide what you're doing right or wrong. Yeah, it was pretty neat hearing it. It was it was really frustrating. And then what made it even more frustrating is, let's say, uh, we had a maintenance period coming up a couple months after that midterm counseling. You know, something in my that was under my ownership fell through or something. They would literally look at me and say, well, if you would have uh, thought planning was more important, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I, I literally told you I thought this was a weakness because I thought you might help me shore up a weakness that I've identified. Apparently that was wrong <laughs> and I won't make that mistake again. But <laughs> you, got, you got a guy literally poking at you, deciding right there for whatever reason why I didn't like that. And what it basically boils down to is a power trip. And that's beyond frustrating, I'll tell you. Because I'll tell you again, for me, making a plan is a lot less rigid than the kind of plans that I know you make, that I've seen you make my whole entire life. You make a plan, no matter what it is, you stick with it. You stick me, I do good. Yeah, I do. First of all, I'm somewhat proud of myself just for making a plan. There, I thought of something I'm going to do, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> so I got to get back to the initial yeah. being proud of that. Like, what I've been up to laying here on this couch is I have all these character defects. When did you get a kick out of reading my character defect list? I'll tell you what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to read it off here on this podcast. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let you read it, but it's long. Yeah, It's long. You'd be amazed how it feels to analyze every one of your character defects. Go through, write a real long list of your, basically your whole life, and then go through and try to find any character defects out of it. But that's what I've been up to. So I've been on this couch, and I've had this yeah. plan. I'm going to get through this character defects list. So I go through, and I look up the definition. Then I answer about five questions on it. And then I relate a spiritual principle that I could use instead of that character defect, right? And this has been a yeah. really good exercise for me, but a long one, man. I got one of those fat, not one of these skinny notebooks. And all in all, all this work that I've done, one of these fat friggin' triple-decker notebooks, almost completely full of stuff yeah. I've handwritten. And I'm pretty yeah. proud of that, because that makes me. Yeah. You've known me a long time. I never did any homework in school. Yeah. <laughs> I did do that energy auditor test, and I was pretty proud of that, too, because I really had to study for that yeah. thing. But that's my point. Is for me, making that's what making a plan is. It's okay. 
while I'm on this couch, I'm going to do this because this is going to take me a long time. And this ain't the kind of thing that you want to hang out in. You know, you're working on your character defects. It can, I don't want to say put you in a negative headspace, but it's it's not a it's not a positive affirmation, right? You're writing about, right. it's important. It's extremely important. Well, I would think that it would be real easy to get, your, get down <laughs> on yourself. It is. It is. And that's why you need guidance. You need help through it. And you need to remember that you are not your character defect, right? Everybody has character defects and learning about them and recognizing them. The, the idea is you start to notice when you're acting in them and you go, yeah, I know the definition of it. I've defined what causes me to do it. And I've also discussed what my life would be like without them. Very, very interesting. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, I wish you, I, I really wish you didn't have to be in recovery to do this. I guess technically you don't, but it'd be kind of odd without, because yeah. it's such a, that's what I think the, the most general misconception is about recovery. People think that you spend the rest of your life trying not to use. When the reality is you spend your time working on yourself, learning about yourself, learning how to live at peace, you know, Zen, if you will. I don't know if that's not what we call it or anything, but that kind of idea, that positive energy idea. Yeah. So that's just what I'm saying though, is that for you having a plan and I'm not, by any means criticizing the way you do it. it just bugs me that that guy's hammering you about not having a plan because i don't know anybody who plans like <laughs> you for you having a plan is like if i'm doing something with you then you got the plan all i do is show up i don't, <laughs> I, don't I had somebody ask me about a podcast let me be very clear <laughs> to everyone on second summit here dan does most of the work for this it's not that i don't want to it's just that I don't want to go as far as saying I don't need to. But Dan yeah. is a planner. We go climb Cadillac Mountain. Dan has a plan. We're gonna go and like, yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Sure. My plan is I'm gonna work on this book. That's my plan. Oh, hang on, my uh, my robot's coming back. Your in. robot. Hang on, can you What's hear my robot? Vacuum cleaner. I got one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I do you like well, it. Yeah, Katie loves it. It gets yeah. it gets wound up over where I keep my boots. I gotta keep my bootlaces up and tucked in because sure as hell that thing will be wound up in my bootlaces every oh, time. Oh yeah, my uh, <laughs> my daughter's named ours, and uh, it's Cinderella. Oh, there it goes charging. Uh, but Priscilla, uh... <laughs> Priscilla, that's ours. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, it kind of annoys me because we literally uh, talk about the vacuum and refer to it as her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talk about Cinderella. <laughs> and it's funny. Hannah, Hannah doesn't say Cinderella like all the way. She's like, Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what's Cinderella doing? <laughs> but anyways, the, <laughs> the robot's back on the dock and it's charging. So, so Cinderella's mm. happy now uh <laughs> but you said a couple things there al that i thought were really interesting that i'd like to kind of get back to that i hadn't really put together when i think of like making a plan you know when i think of making a plan i think there's one way to make a plan and you write it down and you make a list and you do this and you do that but i think really making a plan is just deciding how to commit to doing mm -hmm. something so I can make a plan just completely 100% in my head 
And as long as I actually do the thing that I think that I want to do, then that's uh-huh. a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I could write it down. I can make a checklist. I could make a, I could have a whiteboard. I could have an app. I could do this. I could do that. Or I could just think about it or I could tell someone about it or I could write it in an email or whatever it is. But I think that's a really good point that just because you don't have three different planners with an hourly agenda on them doesn't mean that you're not planning or not planning well. There's probably very successful people out there that just think of something that they want to do and then just go and do it and they don't write it down. Or well, anything. yeah, and this is going to speak to your personality type, right? Because it's like my way is not always the best, <laughs> always the best way by any stretch of the imagination. If I sit down and make a list and I'm going to get frustrated. I know I am. And I could work on that and maybe get better at it. But that's where it's going to be for me right now. So it's really going to be counterproductive. If someone's like you and they're insane, then they <laughs> maybe <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Maybe that's not fair, but it's going to bother them if they don't have a list and things written out. And I can see you now. You're going to be talking for about 10 minutes. Uh, 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 Just, I got to get a pen. And before you know it, you'll be writing it down, you know, and that's okay too. It's not like one way is right or one way is wrong. It just depends on what, if it's working for you, it's working. That's just like we talk about diet or anything else, right? The best plan is the one that works. And I think I think one that works is adaptable too, right? Because it, you said it when we started talking about this, you said one thing that you can that you found is that experience really helps you mm. make a plan. Well, in your experience, how many plans go 100% the way that you plan? Nothing it? ever goes 100%. Yeah, I would say about 0% goes 100% the way you planned it. We plan, I specifically planned a hike on Cadillac Mountain with you. Yeah, I do. Remember that? Did we plan on going, (laughs) on hitting that other trail that we ended up on? No, I went to go to the road and call a cab, remember? (laughs) No, we'll just walk another 10 miles back up here. And then we'll take, I remember... Both the time I figured we had to go three quarters of the way back up Cadillac Mountain, basically climb our third. I'm like, I'm thinking, about, I don't know if I have enough gas in the tank to do this. I'm I'm dying here. <laughs> Remember I climbed that slippery rock? It was starting to rain. That was oh, crazy, man. man. What a cool trip that was. That was yeah. Neat. Yep. But yeah, that that was an awesome trip. I've read the Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson previously and recently I re-listened to it on an audiobook and it reminded me of that of that hike actually because they he talks and he, he it's kind of cliche right like it's life is about it's not about the destination it's about the journey and blah blah like all that kind of cliche talk but it's really true man like when we think about we just organically brought up hiking Cadillac mountain, but we didn't, we didn't spend one second talking about the destination (laughs) and the destination was what was watching the sunrise. And that was cool. But the part that we remember was the struggle, right? 
was when when it was raining and it was slippery and we were climbing up the mountain. And when we realized that we had taken a wrong turn and we had to walk another however far it was. Yeah. Right? We, we didn't talk about how beautiful the sunrise when we were just reminiscing right there. It was, for the record, it was beautiful. Um, and it was so cool walking at dark and everything. But what we really... I think what we both kind of took from that, from that experience was the memories of going down the path that we didn't mean to go down. And that was like one of the coolest paths there. We saw this like gravestone or memorial or something that was carved into the side of the mountain from what, like the early 1900s. Like, man, that was so cool. And then climbing up the slippery rocks and, Going down to the what was it? Yeah, the eagle's nest. Detour <laughs> you had to take. It's pouring rain. <laughs> it did. It's point one miles. It's probably nothing to see, right? I could see you got that look on your face. Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dan, let's go walk it. <laughs> You're right, though. You're right. Cause the sunrise was <laughs> awesome. We have amazing pictures, but man, oh yeah. man, oh man, the trip was great. Yeah. It really was. That is a good point. That's a good point. It's all about the journey. And that's you know, seems to be how it always goes. It's always about the journey. That's what's fun. I I, I think about that same thing when me and Katie started off in an apartment in Portland and had nothing. Man, we had nothing. I I had to sell vacuum cleaners. Because I just before I found a decent job well drilling, I had to sell vacuum cleaners just to get by. We had this tiny, tiny little dive of an apartment. And man, we look back on that as the with the fondest, like, those are such fond memories of having nothing in Portland and struggling like that. That's where we started. And everything that we have now, we can always yeah. smile looking back on that and think, man. We really, truly started with nothing. <laughs> if you'd have told me that I'd be here yeah, 12 years later, I'd be pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool, man, like looking at that kind of stuff. And look, and this, again, back to this book that he, Jordan Pearson, was writing about, like people have this grandiose idea about retirement. I'm going to be sipping my ties on the beach. Like, well, and his point is, well, that's great maybe for like a day or a couple days. But after like two weeks of that, any sane person would be like sick of it, right? So you're better off thinking about, hey, what kind of things do I want to challenge myself with? What do I enjoy challenging myself at? Because that's what really gives you meaning and purpose and all this kind of stuff. I'm just sitting there like drinking my ties on the beach. It, that's cool to unwind and that has a purpose and, and everything, but that's no way to live your life indefinitely. It's true. <laughs> you know? I think plan I think that planning is that almost exactly as an analogy. Like the plan was to go and hike Cadillac Mountain and go watch the sunrise. And we did that. But the journey and the the ability to adapt and overcome obstacles is what made that trip really actually memorable and meaningful. It's for very us, true. You know? It's very true. 
And it, it makes me think again of me and Katie, like the plan was to stay together no matter what. That was the plan. So like, okay, we've moved in together here in Portland this day, and we're just no matter what, from here on out, we're just gonna stay together. And we'll just in you wanna talk about adapting and overcoming and <laughs> hitting obstacles along the way. And here we are, still with that same mm-hmm. mantra that hey, no matter what, we're just gonna stick together. And we'll figure it out. That, but that was the only plan. And it's kind of fun to think about. Your plan doesn't have to be real specific. You know, it can just be that, hey, this is what we're going to do. And no matter what happens, and, and stuff's going to happen. We don't know what, but stuff's going to happen. But no matter what happens, we're just going to stay together and adapt and overcome. Okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good plan. Ready, break. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I really didn't know what exactly we would talk about on this this episode of making a plan that we hadn't already hit and things like goal goal setting and all that kind of stuff but uh i think we're able to you know talk about some good meaningful stuff here um, are you saying that we didn't have a very good plan about talking about a plan (laughs) yeah isn't that weird another another real quick navy story this is, I was a brand new leading petty officer. I was a first class petty officer, been a first class for maybe a week. And I was like chomping at the bits, make me the leading petty officer, make me the LPO. Okay, fine. I was loud enough and they did it. Well, part of the duties there of, a, of an LPO is to brief the commanding officer of the maintenance. They call it the night work meeting. And it's for the maintenance for the next day, your maintenance plan. So I'm up there and I'm, you know, brand new LPO. Let me tell you what we're doing there, Captain. Uh, we got this, 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 and this. He's like, okay, well, that's great. What about this temperature monitoring panel? What's the plan for that? And I kind of look over at my chief. I'm like, uh, I don't really know what to say. It, so I stood back up. I was like, well, Captain... Right now, we currently, we don't have a plan, but we do plan on making a plan very soon. And I, and I sat back down and this guy, let's just say he wasn't known for being like even keeled, like real calm, cool, collected kind of guy. He was not that. And I sat down like, yeah, I crushed it. <laughs> and like everybody else's like jaws just drop. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So I guess I guess the moral of the story is that you should make a plan. You should give your best effort to make a plan and make it as close to what you think is going to happen as possible. But what's better than a good plan is to build the capability to be able to make stuff happen when the plan goes sideways. That's my that's just my two cents on. I it. like it. I agree. Well, all right, man. You got any any last thoughts for this? Uh, I think episode? we pretty well covered it. I think we made a pretty good plan. <laughs> well, sounds good to me, Al. Uh, well, just a reminder out there again: check us out on the Second Summit Crew on Facebook. Drop your questions, like, share, share some wins. Just help support each other out there. And that's that's all we got here. So until next time. We'll see you right here and we'll all be just a little better.